Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. All right, everyone. Normally, I would say this is the time that I want you to get your Bibles out. And I do want you to get your Bibles out. Um, But we're going to start slightly different. What I would like us all to do to start is I would like you all to take out your wallets. Wallets, purses, change, purses, whatever it is that you use and carry money. I know some of you probably don't carry money, but most of you probably do. Um, this is this is what my wallet looks like. It's got some cards and surprisingly cash. Um, if anybody wants to mug me later, um, I do have cash. Um, but I seriously, I want you to get your wallets and purses and things like that. I want you to get that out, and I want you to hold it in your hands. Okay, get it out. Hold it in your hands. I talk too much with my hands, so I'm going to set it here, out in the open, exposed, exposed to everyone. If you're really fast um, and you want to run up here and grab it, uh, just know that you'll probably get punched in the face, Um, but you could try it, I suppose, because it's out here and it's in the open. That's what I want you to do. I want you to take your wallet out or your purse out, or if you're just one of those people who walk around with a bunch of like quarters in your pockets, I want you to pull out your bunch of quarters, and I want you to hold it in your hand. Everyone, has everyone done this? Everyone done this? Look around. I want you to judge anybody that hasn't done this right yet. Okay? I want you to give them that glare that says, oh, you should be getting that thing. Not, not really, but... All right, ever. You've got, you've got that out, and this month we are talking about foundations. And I, I, you should be able to gather by this, this first thing that I've asked you to do, that we are talking about money. And it is very easy in our day and age, in our culture, in our society, in, in our country... That is, that is fairly wealthy compared to many countries in the world, to consider that money can be and should be and logically can work as a foundation for your life. And some of you are like, oh, Evan, no, you're so silly. And you know that money can't be the foundation for your life, but... You know that cognitively, you know that in your brain area, but when it comes to how you live your life, you run into temptations constantly. For, for one, one example, we look at money and we have this, this notion, this temptation that thinks this money that I have allows me to have freedom. 
If I had more money, I would be more free. If I had enough money, then I would be free. I would be able to get the car that I want. I would be able to get the truck that doesn't break down. I'd be able to go on the vacation. I'd be able to take the time I need. I'd be able to go places, do things, eat what I want. I wouldn't have to be held back by the limitations of not having money because I don't do the things I want because I have to go to work because I need money. And if I had the money already, then I wouldn't need to go to work and I'd be able to go do the things that I wanted to do, right? We think that. Whether you think that consciously or subconsciously, that is something that is pervasive, is a pervasive temptation for us. But Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. See, Jesus, Jesus uses the word serve in there. You cannot serve both God and money. I thought money was serving me. I thought money was being used by me to give me freedom. But the reality is that we, when we put money as our foundation, we end up serving money. We end up being bound to it. And instead of having freedom, we end up being enslaved to it. Now, another temptation that we have is that money can bring us joy. Money can bring us joy. The things that you really want in life, you can probably buy. Especially today, um, there's just so many places that you can go to buy things. There's so many online sites that you can go to buy things. And you can just, if you've got the money, then you can buy it and you can be happy and you can buy your joy. You can buy the car, you can buy the house, you can buy the vacation, you can buy your way into the right social groups. And if you had the money, and it doesn't need to be that extravagant, does it? We fall for this quite often. We look at something and we go, oh, if I just had that special pot or pan. Oh, if I had that really extra sharp knife. Oh, if I had the music I wanted to listen to. Or if I had that new paint set. Or if I had the new pair of shoes. Or I had that special tool that is really, really loud and feels really manly. If I had that, like not not the not the twenty dollar like Walmart brand drill, but like the six hundred dollar Milwaukee, right? Right? Yeah, you get it. You get it. And you're like, oh, if I could just if I had enough money that I could justify spending that much money on that drill that I will use three times, oh, then I'd be happy. Money brings you joy. In 2 Kings 
chapter 6, there's this situation. It says in, in chapter 6, verse 24, Some time later, a king of Aram immobilized his entire army and marched up to lay siege to Samaria. And there was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of seed pods for five shekels. Now, I didn't do the, the translation, but you gather from that that that's a lot of money. How many of you have ever eaten a donkey's head? I'll tell you right now, I'd have to be pretty hungry to want to eat a donkey's head. Just to start. Let alone pay 50 shekels of silver for it. So what has happened here? Well, obviously, the desire for food has changed the value of the money, hasn't it? And you had the money... But the value changed because of the situation. And now the money just doesn't seem like it's worth it anymore. I would much rather give all the money I ever had in order to eat that donkey's head than to die of starvation. And so we know that that's, that's one of those ideas that we have. That's one of the things that we hold on to, especially in our culture and our economy right now. But you guys understand the fear and the anxiety that comes when you're looking at the grocery bill and you're seeing, oh no, the cost of groceries is going up. The value of my money is going down. And so even money is dependent on supply and demand and the economy. And in and of itself, it is powerless. If you know your history, you know that part of the economy situation is what led to the Nazis taking over Germany before World War II. They had so much inflationary money that their money wasn't worth anything and they were look, desperately looking for a leader that could get them out and that led them to turning to Hitler who seemed like he had a plan. Money in and of itself doesn't carry any value. We think money, if I have the money, then it will solve my problems. The problem about, about jobs, the problem about purpose, the problem about meaning, the problems with my family because I have to work so much so I don't get any time with my family, but if I had money, then I'd be able to invest in my family the way I wanted to. And, and all these things, we think, if I have the money, then it will solve my problems. If I had the money, then I could feed all the poor people and there wouldn't be any poor people in the rest of the world and that problem would be completely solved. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, this is what it says. It says, Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
All these I've kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? What am I missing? And Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. The young man had a problem. He wanted eternal life. And Jesus says the solution is get rid of your money. Having your money is getting in the way of it. The money isn't creating a solution here. It's creating the problem. So much so that the man was not willing to part with it to get the solution. We believe, we think, we fall for the trap that money will give us a full life. If we had a little bit more money, then, then I just, I'd, I'd be fuller. I'd, be, I'd just be more complete and my family would be more complete and I just need a little bit more money. I, just, I don't need a lot. I just need, I need somebody to give me 10 grand. I just need, need $2,000. I just need rent to go down a little bit. I just need a little bit better paying job. I just, I, just, I, just, I just need something and that will fill me up and that will fill my life a little bit more. But in Luke chapter 12... This is what it says. And Jesus told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. Lots of harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you've got plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be Joseph. I mean Mary. Get it? It was a Christmas joke. (laughs) You guys liked it. I know you did. I know you did. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And this is how it will be with those whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. The man had everything to have a full life for the rest of his life. The rest of his life just happened to be about six hours. And the amount of money he had had absolutely no effect on his eternity. His life would come to an end. It would be emptied. For those of you who maybe have an inclination to worry, which we talked about last week, you probably feel like if you have if you have money then you have you always have a backup plan 
something goes wrong, well, you've got the money, you can get the backup plan. If, if you've got the money in the bank, then if something happens with the house, you've got the backup plan. If something happens to the car, you've got the backup plan. If you're traveling and your flight gets delayed and canceled and you're stranded, that's okay. You've got money, you've got a backup plan. And you think through all these scenarios and all these situations, and depending on how much money you need, you've got a backup plan. You go traveling, and you forget your toothbrush, it doesn't matter. You've got $8, you can buy a backup toothbrush. But Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, the value of money changes on us though and it doesn't last. You lose it. It gets stolen. And in our world today, you know how quickly the value of your money can drop. You can think, I've got enough money for my retirement, and then all of a sudden the value of it is down here, or you realize that somebody has stolen it or taken it away or manipulated the system, and what you had that was valuable is no longer valuable. Here's, here's my point out of all of this. When it comes to money and foundations, there is a reality that money may be versatile, but it isn't very stable. I'll say it again. Money may be versatile. It can be used for many things in many ways, but it isn't very stable. It doesn't hold its value. It's not there all the time. It comes, it goes, it loses its value. And because of that, it is not something that you can stand on. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit like duct tape. Duct tape is one of those things that you can use to fix almost anything, can't you? There are some of you here today who have used duct tape to fix a motor vehicle. Some of you have attempted to use duct tape to fix your children. And you have probably all seen those those shows or movies where they use duct tape and they cover, like somebody gets taken hostage and they put duct tape over their mouth and it just seals their mouth closed and they can't do anything. Have you ever tried doing that in real life? Yes? Do you know how you get out of it? You just open your mouth. The duct tape falls right off. 
We have this idea that duct tape can fix everything. And so you put duct tape on your boat, you put duct tape on your kids, you put duct tape on your car, you put duct tape wherever, and you're like, that'll do it. And it's sticky, it's versatile, but it doesn't last. It doesn't actually fix the situation. You may be able to get your car to the garage with it duct taped, but that's as far as you're going. Now, all of you who have had, are sitting there with your wallet out and maybe in your hands or on your lap or whatever, how comfortable has that been? How comfortable have you been in the past, I don't know, three hours that I've been talking here? How comfortable are you having your money out exposed like that, especially in a church where you're just waiting for the shoe to drop for me to say, empty your wallet in the plate? <laughs> right? Is that, is that a super comfortable situation to be having your money out like that? Uh huh. You know why it's so uncomfortable? Because it's so easy to lose. It's so easy to lose, and yet we put so much of our foundation on it. Money may be versatile, but it is not stable. And if it's not stable, then you don't want to stand on it. You don't want to build on it. It cannot be your foundation. And Jesus said very clearly, you cannot serve both God and money. He says over and over and over throughout the Bible, God's words to us are that money is not the solution and should not be the thing that you build your life on. You get money, and you get this high, and then you get that same amount of money, and it loses its appeal. And you need more money, and then you need more money. You need more money to feel good. There's always this trade-off where you get money, but you lose your family. You get money, but you lose some friends. You get money, but you lose your peace. You get money, but you lose the quiet. You get money, but you lose eternity. You get more and more and more stuff and you get more and more anxious and worried about that stuff. You can lose it electronically. You can lose it physically. You can lose it in a fire. You can lose it through theft. You can lose it just to the economy. You can have it stored in a safe where no one else can get it, not even the moths. And just depending on what the rest of the world does, the stuff inside your vault could be useless. Money may be versatile, but it isn't very stable. And that's why you can't build your life on it. That's why it can't be your foundation. So this is what I suggest you do. You gotta put your foundation, you gotta let Jesus be your foundation. He is both versatile and stable. Incredibly stable. Stable enough to last through everything in your life. 
for the duration of your life and beyond. Put your faith in Christ. Tithe. Take the money that you are earning and give that back to God. I'll tell you, I have been giving 10% of my earned income to the church for 15, 20 years. I've never missed it. There have been a few times where I'm like, oh, oh this is going to hurt. And it hasn't had a negative impact on my life ever. And God clearly commands us to give. And so I encourage you to be in the practice of tithing. I encourage you to embrace simplicity. Don't build up treasures for yourself on earth. Don't get more and more stuff. Don't even invest in more and more experiences. Is all the stuff bad? No. Are all the experiences bad? No. But we fall for this idea that if we have all the experiences, they will last longer than the stuff, but they still don't add anything to eternity. Embrace simplicity. Value only what you need. Give generously to those in need. Give generously to those around you. Give generously. Let that be something that you find joy in is the giving, the blessing of other people. And as much as I say, put your faith in Him and and, and let Christ be your foundation, what I really mean, what I really want you to do, what I want all the generosity and the simplicity and the tithing to come out of is that you are able to do all that with joy because Christ has filled you so much that you don't need the money. You know that your joy isn't tied to money. Your security isn't tied to your money. Your situation isn't fulfilled through the money. And you don't need it because you know that you are full in Christ. And you know that He is giving you all that you need. And that isn't just a blind faith thing. And that isn't just an intellectual assent thing where you make a decision and you go with it. But because you actually experience Him in your life. I want to make something very clear to you all here today. This is not about a religious philosophy that I want you to buy into. This is about Jesus being actually alive and Him having sent the Holy Spirit to be with each and every one of you and you can have Him in your life And He wants to speak to you and you can hear Him. And He will give you peace and He will fill your heart with joy and security and you will feel Him close to you in the darkness and in the loneliness and He will walk with you and He will give you advice and He will give you wisdom and He will direct your steps and you will feel Him beside you. That you can actually have the experience of God being with you. 
I am not talking about this is a philosophy and I want you to buy into that and, and, and buy into it. Empty your wallets. Buy into it. That's not what this is about. This is about us seeking a real experience of God. And that experience being so real and so full that we don't need the other stuff. We feel safe in His arms. We can give because we know He's going to give to us. And we can have fullness. The worship team's going to come back up. And we're going to do a couple more songs here. And I want over, this, over these songs, I want you to be thinking about this. I want you to be seeking Him. I want you to be asking God for that experience. Asking God to reveal Himself to you for you to hear Him. For you to be able to tell what is Him speaking. To recognize His voice. Because when you have that experience of Christ, when He actually comes in and speaks to your heart and changes you, and He starts doing real work to your heart and to your mind and to your soul, He makes you steady in everything. He makes you feel stable regardless of the storms. He makes you full regardless of what happens around you, to you, and in this world. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.